What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Sure, I know it feels like everything's out of control, right? Am I right? You know, the federal government just cut the razor wire on our southern border here in Texas yesterday. You know, there are just 4,000 Venezuelans on the other side, uh, along with 14,000 other people. But sure, that feels like a country out of control, but I'm sure it's not, you know. Uh, You know, we got a constitution. We're a constitutional republic democracy thing and it's working out well for us so what do we do about it i'll tell you in 60 seconds first of all i am so much into the history um uh, of our nation and our family and i will tell you when i found out that uh i had a great great uncle and a great great grandfather die in the notorious southern prison camp of uh of uh, Andersonville, and actually only one of them died. The, my grandfather, he he lived, but was never the same. Um, it changed me. It changed me. It gave me, I don't know, deeper roots in where I come from and that we stood against slavery and they fought and suffered. That meant something to me. And only when you find that Do you understand what I'm talking about? Well, I'm into history and I'm trying to preserve as much as I can. And that includes my own family history. My family has never been really good at keeping records in history. Well, who's got all of the pictures of my grandparents and their life? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we have them. You have to be the historian for your family. And all of the pictures, all of the videotapes, everything that you've had, those fade. Videotapes are only supposed to last 10 years. And if they would sit in your attic, your garage, or your basement, you're kind of screwed with them. You've got to digitize them right away. Legacy Box is here to help you do that. Legacybox.com slash Beck. If you order the box now, you'll save 40% and you send it in whenever you're ready. Now, it's an easy process. It's all done here in America. It's everything done by hand and they'll send you back all of the original copies plus the digitized version so you can save it for generations so they know what your family was like they know what life was like in america at some point legacybox.com slash beck legacybox.com slash beck now i don't know It feels like the world might be a little bit out of control. I want to give you this South Carolina man. His name is Randolph White. He he gave the local TV station a reenactment of of the F-35 flying past him uh, just before it crashed. Here it is. Uh, In the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I, <laughs> in my whole house show. Sure. White says guy. he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The first thought came to me, I said, well, this must be a meteorite coming out of space or something. 
And I said, well, if the airplane it need to be reported, let the thing be flying just too low. Mm. I love that guy. I love him too. I, I want him to get a new. It. I want him to get a, a network television show. Oh, I do. I want him. To, I just can listen and tell stories all day. Just tell me stories. Just yeah. tell me things that happened in yeah. your life. Tell me F thirty five thing again. Like yeah. you got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so is is he wearing a tactical vest there? I don't know what in he was the, wearing. He's wearing like a sun hat yeah. that you wear like while you're mm-hmm. farming or something. And yes. then he's and then also a tactical vest. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's I, I happening. Don't, I don't know. Whatever is happening in this person's world, okay. I want to know so. more about it. <laughs> <laughs> because need... it would be less confusing than what's happening in all of our world. Like if tomorrow you told me I could pay 20 bucks to go watch a documentary on him, knowing just what I know from the last 30 seconds, I, I would do be it. there. I would do I'd it. I'd be first in I'd line to it. buy a ticket. I'd do it. I want to know. Let me ask you if this makes sense to you. Could you please play cut six? This is Joe Biden uh, meeting Bibi Netanyahu. And our friendship goes a long way and can uh, take us What a long the way. hell did he just do? Could you just play this again and describe? Watch I've the president. I've checked it over 40 years, and uh, our friendship goes a long way and can uh, take us a long Wait. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could you describe what he just did? Do it again. Play it again. You describe it here, Stu. They're sitting together. Yeah, he does the uh, the, the cross. The sign of the cross. On his chest. Yeah. Yeah. He's a chest. Catholic thing. He, yeah. Yeah. That That's really... Not probably the thing to do with the prime minister of Israel. You know, I don't know if he ever saw the end of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> but it's not a great, you know, not a great uh, history there. Hmm. But uh, he's making the sign of the cross. And, uh, and I, you know, I think that, no, no, that makes sense. Last night, it makes more sense than what he did at a fundraiser. Last night, um, the president told a story about how he... Why he first got in to uh, run for president in 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and he said, well, I, I, I got into it because of uh, right. Charlottesville. Right, Charlottesville. That was his big... He, now, he, we should point out before we get to the actual news content of the story, that over and over again it has been uncovered that he was not telling the truth about this. He mm. was not actually inspired by Charlottesville. This was a lie. Ugh, a lie that we was a convenient lie. I, well, I just thought I didn't. <laughs> yeah, just in case someone that. missed that part of the story, <laughs> no. the story itself is not actually true. <laughs> right. It's important to note we that. We expect I'm sorry, that. I shouldn't have even okay. interrupted. Yes, thanks. So then he tells the story, and I'm sure it was electrifying. Oh, yeah. And then... He stops, and he tells the story again, almost verbatim. This is not according to some right-wing outlet. This is the White House pool report on this that said he told the exact same story a couple of minutes later, almost word for word. Yeah. That's not the the number one sign of a healthy brain. (laughs) No, no, but I think it might be contagious. I want to just... Remember what we just talked about. He had no idea, no idea that he had just said that. Listen to this from yesterday in Congress. Cut three. Listen to this. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, I don't don't recollect the answer to that question, but the (laughs) FBI works for the Justice Department. uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't recollect... 
you don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. Mm-hmm. So it might be something. It could be a new thing of COVID. Maybe the new, the new, you know, latest version of COVID. A long COVID maybe knocks out the long, memory. Knocks out the memory because it seems to be, it seems to be happening. Uh it's a very interesting. By, by the way, uh, this is mainly for Blaze TV subscribers. But do you notice that it seems like Mila Kunis is sitting behind the congressman in that clip? Have you noticed this? Look, I swear it's not. I don't think it's actually her, but it could definitely be her sitting behind the congressman randomly in the middle of this clip. And would make sense. Maybe this is her penance for mm-hmm. uh, you know writing a nice letter about Danny Masterson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now she has to sit behind Republicans on TV. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, does it feel like you can't control anything? Does it feel like that? Like everything is out of control. Your school is out of control. Your kids are out of control. Society's out of control. Disney is out of control. Your bank account is out of control. The spending is out of control. The border, I don't know. I want it closed. It's open. Uh, it seems like a, a lot of people in a country want it closed. Even people who vote differently want it closed, but it's open. I really don't want Antifa in the streets, but they're there. I'd like people to follow the Constitution, but I, they don't. They don't. Um, I don't want to see a kid sterilized, a baby killed, a family broken. I don't think we should be cutting breasts off of, you know, young adults. I, I just me, but it's happening. And it's becoming more and more frustrating, at least for me. It's becoming very frustrating because I think we're running out of time. And, uh, you know, I'm always bad on timing. And I don't think I've ever been bad on timing where it was like, oops, it just happened. Uh I'm usually wrong. I'm usually way ahead of the curve, which gives me some, some, now gives my wife sleep. Doesn't really help me. But all I can do and all you can do is inform, educate, warn, organize. But at the end of the day, yeah, not, we're not in control. And that makes you feel hopeless at times. No way out. No way out. So what's the antidote to hopelessness? It's found in the serenity prayer, really. Find the things you can control and know the difference between the two. What can you control? You. That's pretty much it. You. And I know, I mean, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so... There is lots of lots of years there. I couldn't control myself. And there's flashes of that now uh, from time to time while I'm reading the news and I'm on the air. Eh, can't control myself. But yes, I can. Because it's the only thing I can do. I bring this up because we're coming into the holiest day of the Jewish calendar, the Day of Atonement, which I absolutely love. The Jewish traditions are so great. We're currently... Are, we're currently in what is called the Days of Awe. And it's time for the whole community to prepare and ask for God's forgiveness and mercy. That's the Day of Atonement. You've, you atone for everything you've done wrong. So while you're preparing to ask God's forgiveness and mercy, 
you seek reconciliation with your fellow man. Now, this is an ancient Jewish teaching that says on the day of atonement, there's no forgiveness from God for your sins, you know, that you've committed against another man until you've sought the forgiveness from the person you wronged directly. Now, I'd like to add the really, really ancient um, ancient version of this from Bill W. That's like, unless that's going to make things worse. <laughs> you know, if you wrong somebody, you need to go and say, unless it's like, why, you son of... And then it just makes everything worse. You do what you can. This is what Jesus was talking about. You know, Jesus, a lot of people are shocked by this. But I'm going to let you know a secret. Jesus was a Jew. Yeah, he was. Shh. I know, I know, I know. Take a pill or something. Calm down. But Jesus was a Jew. And this is what he was talking about. He said, if you're on your way to give a gift to God and you're not at peace with your brother, go reconcile with your brother first. Then go back and give the gift to God. I don't know about you, but we got to get back to God. But right now, a lot of us are just a mess. We're a mess. We're flying off the handle. We're saying things to our own family because they said it first. We're, we're, we are, we're third graders. And the only thing that is going to solve all of this is the peace of Christ, is the peace that you get from your faith in God. Because when you do, you go to you go to your fellow man, you fix it as best as you can, and then you go to God and say, I tried to fix it. Uh, well, he's even more pissed now, but I tried the best I could. Forgive me. And then, God willing, he does the rest. But we at least have to wash our hands. Can you, you know, before you come to the table, can you just wash your hands, wash your face? Is that too much to ask? Yeah. It's really not. It's really not. This is the reason why this problem is so hard to fix is because we keep expecting a man to step in and fix it. This problem is way too deep. Way too deep. You know, I had somebody arguing the Constitution with me the other day, and they were like, we don't need to go back to the Constitution. Constitution won't work. Really? That won't work. You know, even, even the founder said, you know, it's, it's wholly inaccurate or wholly inadequate for uh, uh, people that are, you know, not spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was, um, you know, if you're not morally and religiously centered, it's not going to work. So we know that. They're right. It's not going to work. So his idea, we got to get rid of it and try to do something else. Well, you know, why don't we try something that we haven't tried for 100 years, living by those rules and getting ourselves back into where we are supposed to be? When the whole world feels like a mess, clean up your life first. Just clean it up first. If we all do that, if we really try to treat each other like children of God and that you are my brother, I am 
your brother, you're my sister. We are, I don't care how we voted. We are our family. We are the human family. We're the American family. And if we just treat each other like that, things will get better. We won't clean it all up, but we'll do our best and leave the rest to God. You have a choice as to what you're going to feed your family. Giving them the best isn't always the easiest thing, especially food prices being as high, high as they are right now. Here's the good news. You can at least give them the best when it comes to the meat you buy when you use Good Ranchers. If you subscribe to any of their monthly meat boxes, you're going to... That doesn't sound good, does it? Hey, I got, I got a monthly meat box. I don't think I want to know that, <laughs> especially if you have a German accent. Uh, you're you're going to get two years of free ground beef right now. That's 144 meals you don't have to pay for. How about extra values as well? Since Good Ranchers spends their own money to provide 10 meals for every box, it's just the way they want to do business, that means they give out 240 meals over the course of your subscription. That's the spirit that we should all be living under. That's the spirit of the parallel economy. That's the spirit of America. So head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use the promo code BECK for $25 off any box. Plus, you're going to get two years of free ground beef with your order. Do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save $30 off GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. Hey, some good news. Um, Zelensky's going to the Pentagon. Uh, he's going to meet there. I hope we show him some secrets and stuff. Uh, you know, hey, we don't we don't have any more money to give you. Congress won't do that. But here's how we build nuclear weapons. I mean, that would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, sure. It'd be helpful, I'm sure. Sure it would. Sure it would. Of course, Ukraine had nuclear weapons and they gave them back to Russia. Uh, at our at, at our request, yes. Shouldn't hey, have done that. You, you know what? Here's the rule I have. If you're running a country, if you happen to be listening to the show and running a country today, you have nuclear weapons. Keep them. Keep them. Don't yeah. give them up. South Africa. Yeah. You're another example of this. Mm. You have them. Don't give them up because it doesn't put you in a better position. No. Even if you promise to never use them, just stash them away and act like you have them. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, honestly, it's never a good. You see what happened with Ukraine when they don't have them anymore. Yeah. This is uh, even a, when they start to leak and stuff and the guy who's been protecting them comes out, he has no teeth, no hair and only one eye. You still say, nope, they're in perfect condition. They could fly at any time. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's exactly that's what you, what do. you yeah. do. What? The three eyed goldfish? What are you talking about? Now, Poland has now said it's no longer going to supply Ukraine with any weapons. Wait a minute. Hold it. What? They're pulling out. Now, they're pulling out over, what, an agricultural dispute of yeah. some sort? Okay, so, yes. I have and not. it's kind of a big deal. Okay. Because, um, you know, uh, Ukraine has so much grain, and Russia is blocking all of it. They've just shipped it to Europe and, you know, just gouged Flooded the prices. The to, to, the, yeah, to the West. Right. right and okay. so now all the farmers <laughs> in like, Poland are like, wait, uh, we're, we have no money. 
mean, this is a really impossible spot for both of these countries, I oh, would yeah, suppose. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I mean, I, 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 this is just, I don't know, it seems self-evident, but if Poland thinks that they can stop giving weapons because they're apparently less concerned about Russia's advance than the grain imports, perhaps we don't need to be doing this. Yeah, I'm just saying. Because I, 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 I so, do think there's some U.S. interests in, in, in what happens here. here, here but I, if Poland doesn't see it that way, and they're right there, maybe we should reconsider it a little bit. I think we have some interest in it, but not what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the line. Right? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, it's unsustainable in what we're doing right now. Good news is it looks like McCarthy said no to a joint session of Congress for Zelensky to make another pitch for more money. Good. Good. I don't believe you, McCarthy, but good. Now, stand up and do not allow an omnibus bill to go through. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, it's unfortunately the case the events of 9-11 didn't stop taking lives on 9-12. The generation that's growing up right now knows almost nothing about it. It's sad, but true. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute was formed specifically because they're not teaching this anymore. And so the Tunnel to Towers Institute, they are helping educate kids from kindergarten through the 12th grade about the darkest day in our nation's history. No, no, not January 6th, but 9-11. Their nonfiction first-person accounts are told through videos in Discovering Heroes book series. They're moving true stories that can help a new generation of kids to never forget what we went through and why. This institute offers a full curriculum, social studies, lessons, activities, background for teachers, speakers for the classroom, access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, loved ones. They even have a mobile exhibit. If you would like to help prepare the next generation to understand America and educate, please donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers, T, the number 2T.org. That's T2T.org. Get early access to Glenn's interview with Ron DeSantis on blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Interviewing Gerald R. Ford. (laughs) Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to play a highlight from yesterday with the attorney general testifying in front of the House committee. Uh, this this is some of I'm going to only play about a minute of it. You have to look it up. We'll tweet it out. This is the most satisfying five minutes I've heard in a long time. It's uh, Representative Victoria Sparts. Uh, she grew up in the Soviet Union. And she had a thing or two to get off her chest. Listen to this. Attorney General, you had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in very similar country, Ukraine now. And when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that? 
I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, it's that not the, attacks. Well, let me let me give you an example. I don't know you talk what, about January six people. I'm sorry, here there, there are some people came on January six. There are probably were some people that came on January six here. You know that had bad intent, but a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke in into the Capitol. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government. He went on to give a non-answer answer and don't think it moved uh, him very much. But it certainly moved me. And uh, Congresswoman Sparts is uh, with us now. Hi, Victoria. Hi, thank you for having me. I, I have to tell you, I, I, thank you. There are, there are Americans, and then there are the Americans that really understand what we're up against. And they're usually the ones that have come from a communist country, a communist China, Vietnam, or anywhere in the uh, former Soviet Union. You know what's happening. And uh, and for him not to respond to you, I, you know, George Washington said, uh, you know, when the um, when the government fears the people, there's liberty. When the people fear the government, there's tyranny. And we're there. Well, I'll be honest with you, Glenn. You know, maybe I came with idealistic ideas because I read about the America from Alexis de Tocqueville and Friedman and Hayek and grown up in, you know, in a failed system and known what at stake. I probably was a little bit young and naive, but I'm not going to accept one thing. I'm not going to accept for this republic to fail because... If we become a dictatorship and we are moving in that direction, there is no hope for anyone else in the world. And I will tell you something that is very dangerous. We can have a difference in opinion, and it's okay. It's healthy to have a difference in opinion. But when people are afraid to express their opinion, that is called dictatorship. This was exactly under totalitarian dictatorship of communists in Soviet Union where people were afraid to express an opinion. No, we don't have a right uh, you know, to hurt each other, but we have a right to stand on opinion. We don't have a right to harm each other, and, but we do, do have a right to disagree with the government. That is the core fundamentals of this republic. If people are not willing to come, listen, I don't like that people come and scream me in town halls. I don't like that people disagree with me, but if I'm going to go to this office, I have to hear the people. And where we are right now as a country, the frustrations of the people are real. 
The Giz government is not serving the people. We have a big machine that's serving big money, and people are sick and tired, and we're bankrupting our future generation. And a lot of people died for our freedoms. I am not willing to accept it. I know it's hard. I know these battles, you know, not easy, but we have to win them. We'll lose this war. And, you know, I'm telling you, sometimes maybe, you know, being young and idealistic, you know, it's bad. But sometimes, you know, coming here is like you put a frog in the hot water. You know, I came here and I believed in all of the value Americans. And I truly believe we are not going to destroy our republic. This is the greatest country ever existed in the history of the world. And we as Americans are going to get together to save it. No, so, but what the Department of Justice is doing is, is disgrace. Um, we need more people like you in the House and the Senate, and you're not going to run for re-election to the House, and there were hopes that you would run in Indiana for Senate, but you're not going to do either of those things. You're just you're getting out of politics. Well, I need to regroup, reinvigorate, and really spend more time to get more Americans because this government, don't underestimate still the power of Americans. Listen, with all of the bad things, I probably wouldn't be <laughs> where I am, you know, if it would be for the American people. I fought my own party more <laughs> than other party. I don't yeah, even I have time for them. So I was here only because good, hardworking Americans stood with me and fought against my own party with me. Americans that care about that. And we need to get more Americans to understand what is at stake and talk to them. So we have to have more allies. I need to regroup to figure out, you know, I honestly disappointed where my party is and lack of leadership, because unfortunately, the other side is so far gone. If we don't fight and win, not just be talking head on TV or writing books and go do grandiose state but actually deliver and this is a real war and we need to come off the other side but it takes leadership and i'm responsible for my party my leadership you know so i need to figure out how i can regroup and get you know some energy back because i've been for decades fought my own party and another one too i had some very tough battles so i'm battle tested but i think this battle needs to be won with american people and don't underestimate the power i truly believe these people are afraid of American people. They are afraid of American people. And right now they're trying to oppress it. But I think American people are very strong and they're not going to allow Washington to see corruption to take over and destroy the country. So I appreciate that people like you are, you know, listen, I listened for you for a long time. You've been in the trenches. I, I, and, and I don't accept, you know, what they do. And they try to really demonize every American. So people are afraid now to come and say to DC, oh my gosh, we'll have, we'll have a peaceful demonstration. Oh no, they'll say we are insurrectionists. We are awful people. Well, this this is terrible. This is like dictatorship. I cannot believe it happened in the United States of America. Well, I just wanted to encourage you because I read um, in, uh, I think this was not a political, this was from the Hill, I think. And it said uh, that you never planned on having a long career in politics. I have a lot of my own things I wanted to do in my life and I'm going to get some stuff done and get the hell out of politics for sure. I appreciate that, but I, that's something I say to myself almost every day. There's so many things I want to do. I mean, how much how much longer? And I we just have to continue to do it if if that you feel that is the best way to help. So I would like you just to consider a plea from me that if there's any way to run for Senate, if you think you could win, we need 
the, I mean, the, you're right. The party is completely uh, off track. Um, let me let me switch uh, gears with you on um, Zelensky. What is what is happening in the House? Is this real that we're not going to give the aid uh, any more aid until we start getting some answers? Are we going to hold the line on the budget? Do you have any idea? Well, let me tell you something. It's so unfortunate, you know, that, you know, when I last year, I was a standalone and, you know, listen, I sometimes feel like, uh, you know, like, we you know, one woman standing, okay, yeah, but it's okay. Even if I have to be one woman standing, I will stand there. I'm okay with that. If I'm going to be attacked, I was attacked last summer by Republicans and Democrats. I was dragged through mud on all media when I said, we must demand accountability. You understand what country we're dealing. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure this hard-earned money, Americans are generous people. Americans won a lot of wars and freed a lot of people around the world. But Americans are not stupid. And Americans are not going to be betrayed. And we need to know, we need to make sure where this aid goes. We're dealing with very complicated, corrupt countries. And we need to make sure that we have accountability. Or it actually might get in the people that you're trying to fight. Because this is a challenge when you have. We saw what's happened in Afghanistan. We saw what's happened with a lot of countries. We failed because... We did not have proper accountability, and Congress didn't hold executive branch accountable. I cannot believe Congresswoman asking accountability for taxpayers' money. This is being pro-Putin. <laughs> I think not asking is pro-Putin. You know, and I was very disappointed how I was attacked, but it's okay. Listen, I, you know, if I would have been offended really easily, I wouldn't survive this world. Right. Okay? I don't get offended that easily. And I held the ground on that. We did a little bit better, but we didn't do is a good job. And now a lot of Americans are asking questions. And I said, if President Biden needs to make the case why it is a national interest of Americans, you know, to help Ukraine to win that war and show what is happening, he has not communicated for Congress. There is frustration from both sides forever. He doesn't even come to Congress. You are not going to go to all of this international, they talk about country. I'll tell you one thing. If Americans don't lead Everything is gone. We're the only country, I hate, I hate to say, the only country who can lead around the world. If we're not doing something, everyone's gone. You can do grandiose statements, but if we don't do any actions, nothing is going to happen. I, unfortunately, we don't have strong leadership, you know, and that's why we have all this war. Strong America is actually peace for everyone. That's why we have to keep our country strong and get our act together. You know, otherwise our adversaries, included like China, will be destabilizing the country. And that is our responsibility of Republicans. So I think he put himself now in a very tough situation where a lot of Americans are asking right questions. And he needs to figure out now with the Senate how he's going to answer them. Victoria Spartz uh, from Indiana, uh, Congresswoman, uh, we need more people like you. Um, Thank you so much for everything. Hope to talk to you again. Thank you. Appreciate having me. You bet. I have a friend. Uh, who sounds exactly like that. Uh, the husband is a little softer spoken and she'll just go. I want Ukrainian women and Eastern Bloc women to get to Washington because nothing stops them. Nothing stops them. Back in just a minute. It's uh, in that moment 
your kid's first football game of the year, the one where you can relax and lose your voice yelling at the same time. It's in that meal sitting around the table, the one that somehow tastes better because the heavy weight of difficult choices isn't breathing down your neck the whole time. It's in all the things you can do with peace of mind because you're not worrying about the house you're buying or selling. Why aren't you worrying? Because you went with real estate agents I trust and you got set up with a top-selling agent from your area, one with principles and values and the best business practices. This is my company, and I started it years ago. I found uh, the, the whole buying and selling houses thing so frustrating. I didn't know how. My brother, who started it with me, he didn't know how. And we started working with the 500 best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal, from all around the country. And we learned quickly there are best practices. There are things. And it starts with being a decent human being that is not just trying to make money, but actually loves people, loves listening to people, and loves to get them the best deal possible. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. We'll recommend the best agent, in our opinion, that we can find for you. Um, We've already vetted all these people. If we don't have one in your area, we'll tell you. Just send us a note, realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Already then, already then. By the way, um, in case you haven't heard breaking news today, uh, Rupert Murdoch has uh, stepped down as chairman of the board or whatever the hell he was um, at uh, Fox News Corp. His his son is going to take over, and his son just absolutely loves conservative politics. Loves it. Huge fan. Huge fan. It's a very boring series finale of Succession. It really it's is. Like, eh, okay. Yeah. So the sun just got it, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Well, there you go. Who would have seen that coming? Yeah. Everyone yeah. kind of <laughs> knew it was going to be Lachlan, and now it is. Yeah. He's been kind of running it for a while, though, right? Yeah. Since right. Uh, people started noticing changes. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the same time. About the same time. It is interesting that, like, I think Fox obviously has good people that we still like that mm-hmm. are there, but it, they've done a lot to, I think, anger their base and some people have left but uh, there's still a lot of people who just by habit kind of have the thing on all the time do you know what the uh the rating was for cnn over the weekend no it was really bad wasn't it Fifty-five thousand in the demo oh my god 55 that means only fifty-five thousand people were watching that at any given time, all weekend long. Between the ages of 25 and 54, which is yeah. what they care about. 55,000? So those numbers, just so you, you, to put it in perspective, are way lower than the numbers you were putting up at CNN Headline News in yeah. 2006? Yeah, 2006, <laughs> we'd have like 130 or 150, and we felt like total losers. Yeah. We're like, why even, <laughs> why, why, oh, just the, disconnect the stuff, unplug the cameras, there's no reason to do it. Now 55 for CNN. Nothing. It's incredible. It's a ghost town. It really is. And they've done a lot to make it so. And it kind of makes me happy. 
Yeah. No, it doesn't kind of. It really it, makes me Look, happy. I think America w- could use a, a rational news source that covered the news in a fair way that wasn't partisan. But that's just not what CNN is even attempting to do. I mean, they're doing it a little bit better now than a couple of years ago, but it's still a catastrophe. But nobody's really shooting for that. Nobody is. The Glenn Beck Program.